0: Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Anger versus outrage. What about outrage? You know, when anger gets out of control and it gets to be excessive, we move into a level of disruption and distaste and um, upset to an exceedingly high degree, and we call that outrage. You know, a book was written recently entitled Christians in the World in the Age of Outrage, and I recommend the book if you're interested in this particular topic. Because what happens is, is that we we live in a world today where it's easy for people to become angered. There are things to be angry about. There are things that are legitimately uh, worthy of our anger. You know the way the immigration system is going. That should certainly anger us. The way t- human trafficking is taking place. That should certainly anger us. Sexual abuse of our children by priests and other people in authority, that should certainly anger us. You know, there are a number of events in our world that deserve our anger, but they don't deserve our outrage. And I'd like to make a distinction, you know, between the two. You know, outrage can just as easily be directed towards anybody. It just gets out of control. And all of a sudden we're now into excessive emotional expressions. Outrage has no time for dialogue, as, for an example. It isn't a matter of sitting and talking about something or dialoguing about something or considering something, uh, considering an action to be taken, a solution to a problem. No, outrage is something that goes beyond dialogue into just accusations. And outrage is obviously all around us. You know, we see it in the news, we hear it on the television, we see it on our internet news, We hear it from the Republicans. We hear it from the Democrats. We hear it from those in between. We hear it from people in authority. We hear it from people within the church. We hear it from people in all phases of life. People are mad. People are angry at what's going on in our world today. And sometimes that anger and that madness goes to excessive degrees to the point where it's now viewed as outrage. Here's a quote from the book that I just referred to, where where righteous anger is purposefully and designed to advance specific objectives and ends. Outrage, on the other hand, exhibits little critical thought as to its underlying focus, motivations, expressions, or ends. In other words, when you're in the realm of anger, there is still the chance, there's still the opportunity, there's still the openness, to dialogue, to discuss, and to give thought and have critical thoughts of view, points of view, different points of view, but to do it in such a way that something comes from it. There's an objective that's met. There's something corrected. There's something changed. That's anger. On the other hand, outrage exhibits little critical thought. It's just an emotional burst, and uh, there's very, very little critical thought. we've lost that sense of focus, we've lost that sense of motivation, we've lost the ability to express ourselves, to bring about a particular objective or end or some kind of a solution to a problem. Outrage is merely the explosion of feeling as compared to thinking through the steps that need to be taken to bring about a change and bring about an improvement in life. Now, Here's another quote from that same book, Christians in an Age of Outrage. Here's what it says: Outrage often uh, only uh, rhetorical. Outrage often cares only about scoring rhetorical points, not giving thought to a fair and honest treatment of a subject or of a situation or of a problem. We use terms and descriptors to disparage and reject others rather than their ideas. So. Outrage just cares about scoring a point just make just get off something off your chest Just say what you want to say Say in a manner that does not um, Create any sense of problem-solving to it, but just a matter of hurt It's like trying to make a point but not caring if anything comes from it not caring if any solution, you know comes from it See, anger is a motivation to get a problem solved to take care of something to change something to bring something about that's when we all feel positive about our anger because something good can come from it but outrage on the other hand is just a matter of scoring a point a rhetorical point no solution is even encouraged or wanted or sought after there is no fair honest treatment it's just a matter of emotional outrage now let's take a look at this issue of um outrage maybe kind of define it a little bit and put it in perspective and maybe ask yourself the question do you exhibit outrage are you a person who talks and explodes and reacts in outrage or are you the person that can keep your anger under control and talk to somebody meet with somebody and and work towards a solution work towards a problem solving uh, result of a situation. Outrage just a matter of being mad and blasting other people and blasting the problem and just making your emotions expressed and known, but not seeking any good coming from it. Let me give you six points, okay? Outrage is disproportionate. Outrage often unleashes upon people these sm- in smothering waves of anger, you say? It just is, it's, it's an outrage. It's just an unleashed degree of anger with no intent to come to terms or come together. There is little or no thought given to your level of intensity. It's just a matter of blasting the full force of your anger. That's what outrage is often about. We're not looking for answers. We're not looking for some kind of a dialogue. We're just reacting and responding with the full force of our anger. That's outrage. There's no thought of proportionality. Proportionality means you control your anger. You have a little anger, you have a little bit more, you have a little bit less. You control that. But in outrage, it's all out there. And there's no holding back. And there's no stopping it. So it's disproportionate. It's way out of the control. It's way out of the level of whatever the problem really is. Because it isn't going to solve the problem. It's just going to put a spotlight on a problem with your emotions. Okay, here's the second point. Outrage is selfish. You know, we get into this raging, venting for our own personal end. It makes us feel good. Then we can say, well, at least I said something. Or at least I expressed myself. Or at least I got it off my chest. See, that's selfishness. There wasn't an intent to bring people into a dialogue. There was no intent to get a solution. There was no intent to uh, create a new world or a new circumstance or a new answer to a problem. It was just purely a catharsis, getting something off your chest so that you feel better, even though you've made other people feel badly. You've hurt other people. You've singed other people. Outrage is selfish, and therefore there's no place for it, and it is not productive. Here's the third point. Outrage is divisive. You know, it polarizes people. You're either on my side or you're on their side. And there's no side in between. There's no moderation in between. See, outrage just is like a binge. It just goes and goes and goes and doesn't stop. And it separates people. It divides people. It divides people on issues. It divides people on a topic. It divides people on a problem see there's no way that you can sit and talk and reason it's just you just send people away you make people quiet you shut up people rather than bringing them out into the open where they can talk about their views and understand your views and come to some kind of understanding okay here's the fourth point outrage is purely visceral it's emotional it's just a matter of being uncritical and it's a gut reaction to a particular situation, to a person, to an idea, to some kind of an event, some kind of a situation, some kind of a problem. It's just a gut reaction. People are not thinking rationally or critically. People are not thinking in a manner of problem solving or decision making. It's just a matter of reacting and getting it out in the open and getting it off your chest and not worrying or not caring about how it creates feelings upon other people. And that it separates people from you and it divides people that's the divisiveness but it's only visceral it's just that it's an emotional reaction with the absence of reasoning and rationality here's point number five outrage is domineering it's bully behavior if you will because it aims to shut down it aims to separate it aims to silence It aims to shame somebody else for the way that they think or behave or choose to make a decision or to live a life. Outrage is not interested in truth. Outrage is interested in just bullying your point of view upon somebody else and making them feel that they are wrong or that they haven't thought it through or that they're not smart enough or that they are not reasonable people. See, domineering is bully behavior, and that's what outrage is all about. It's pushing back people. It's pushing away people. You care more about winning a point of view than losing a point of view. You care more about getting some point of view across to others without ever giving thought to what they think and what they would like and what they see as a solution to a problem. It's just dominant. You just want to be a bully. And here's the sixth point about outrage it's dishonest. It's dishonest. It only cares about making a point. You can argue, you can lie. You can stretch the truth. You can go beyond the facts because you're interested in winning, not telling the truth, not coming to the point of truth. It doesn't matter of being a legitimate point of view. It's a matter of being my point of view that I want people to accept and I want others to believe in and to accept. And if they don't believe it, if they don't accept it, I come out even stronger. I yell a little louder. I'm more firm I'm more tough I'm more determined you know and I shame people more and I hurt people more and I criticize people more and I get it it gets to be a personal reaction against other people and the problem or the situation that you were upset about and outraged about gets lost in the process and there's no solution outrage does not bring about a solution anger can if you keep it under control and you are angry at a proportionate level and you can still reason you can think it through and listen to other people's point of view and have them listen to your point of view and dialogue together. Yes, solutions can come through anger, but outrage, there is no solution because all we're interested in outrage is getting heard, having an opportunity to say something, having an opportunity to yell something, having an opportunity to blast somebody for their point of view and be angry at them because they don't accept your point of view. So outrage is an extremely negative behavior. It's an extremely divisive behavior. It's an extremely destructive behavior. It destroys marriage. It destroys relationships. It destroys uh, committees. When outrage occurs in committees, it destroys a group of people. And unfortunately, we see a lot of outrage even now in the political world. And it destroys the process that the political system is designed to achieve and to uh, operate from. Look at your own life. Look at the people in your life. Look at the people you deal with. You cannot reason with somebody who is unreasonable. You cannot reason with somebody who is in outrage. Don't try. Listen and listen and listen. And until they're done with their outrage, you'll get nowhere. So don't try to reason. Don't try to argue. Don't try to combat the point of view. Don't try to take a different point of view because outrage will not listen. Outrage will not consider. Outrage will not reason. So don't try. So there you are. It's a tough one. Some of you people live in a home where there is outrage. Husband, wife, a child, an adolescent lives with outrage, expresses outrage regularly it's a destructive way to live so dysfunctional and that's when professional guidance professional help needs to be brought in so that you can have some form of um, reason brought to the situation and find out why the person is in such outrage when it need not be the case at all so thanks for joining me today and um, I wish you well go to my website www.booksbyhedberg.com. If you're a parent, check the book out, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. If you're under stress and you have anger and you have uh, an impossible situation to live with, go to my book, Living and Achieving a Healthy Lifestyle in a World of Stress. Pick up the books, read them. You'll find them to be very helpful. Bye for now.